And so as an age group uh, swimmer, I knew what my pathway was if I chose to be on the Australian team or wanted to be an Olympian. Um, somehow in the last decade, we've lost that connection. And so kids who are swimming at, uh, uh, you know, Sutherland or swimming at Penrith or uh, in Orange, um, when asking their coaches, well, where do I go to to make the Olympics? The answer is not obvious. Um, it needs to be obvious. Welcome to Swim.Rocks, the podcast that shares ideas, information and inspiration between swimming people who stay dry. I'm your host, Ben Ramsden. Now, if you've been keeping a close eye on swimming news recently, I'm sure you will have noticed that the Swimming New South Wales and New South Wales Institute of Sport recently announced the creation of a new high-performance swimming hub in the northern metro area of Sydney. In partnership with Pimbles Ladies College and Knox Grammar School, they've recruited Simon Cusack, who's one of Australia's most highly respected coaches. And Kate and Bronte Campbell will be following Simon to Sydney to join this new help. Earlier today, I caught up with Chris Feidler, the new Swimming New South Wales president, to learn more about this exciting initiative. And as I learned from him, it's all about creating new pathways in New South Wales for swimmers to transition from age group programs into high performance. New South Wales uh, has done a great job uh, over the last um, few years at uh, improving uh, membership and also uh, you know, uh, member engagement. One of the areas that we really need to improve is the transition of athletes out of the age group programs and then into high performance. Um, we have Adam Cable, who's based out at SOFA, and very recently we've just employed um, Shannon Rolson in, uh, in Can uh, Canberra as well. Now, Shannon um, is a fantastic kind of uh, attribute to high performance in New South Wales. A lot of people may not know him, but he coached Jody Henry and Alice Mills and a variety of other athletes, and have recently, say over the, over the last five years, has been coaching overseas with uh, teams like Denmark. He was the, the national head coach. Um, he uh, chose to came, come back into Australia and, and accepted a position uh, from New South Wales Swimming to head up a new high performance area down in Canberra there, which is well supported by Jim Fowley, who has the Gin and Dairy uh, Club and the other clubs in that area. So that's, that's step one for us to uh, get a, another high performance area and starting to create some options for kids in New South Wales to actually have the ability to stay in New South Wales and make the national team for... Uh, for quite a long time, um, we haven't had those kind of options. So um, Adam Cable and then um, uh, Shannon uh, provide two options, but we were really looking to a, a third, and hopefully we'll have a fourth and a fifth uh, in the future as well, to create pathways for athletes who are doing a great job uh, in age group uh, to stay in Sydney, stay in New South Wales, and actually then hopefully compete for Australia. Um, those pathways relate not just to athletes, but also to coaches. So great age group coaches will have a you know, career pathway into high performance kind of teams as well, if they so choose. Um, if we look back over the past few years, uh, New South Wales has not 
um, put a female onto the national team who trains in New South Wales for about four years. Um, I think it, we go back almost as far as 2014 where Emma McKeon was actually training here. Um, uh, maybe it was 2015. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, that's a, that's a problem for us. In the men's side of things, last year we had one man on the national team. Um, I think it was Matt Wilson. Um, this year uh, with Brad Woodward, there were two on the PAMPAC team. Um, again, for a, a, an organisation that has 35,000 members, I don't think that we're um, achieving our potential to actually get kids onto those teams. And I think it's the responsibility of Swimming New South Wales as part of its objects to promote high performance swimming in New South Wales. Um, I know that athletes who are making these teams uh, are great role models for the kids coming through and create the inspiration for those you know, young kids to stay in the sport and be like uh, those role models. So I think it's really important for New South Wales to have great role models in our sport. Um, and so we're going to continue to promote the high performance piece. Um, not solely. Participation is obviously key. You know, technical efficiency is obviously also a key for, for our organisation. But to have those um, heroes within our sport, I think, is really important for the well-being of the sport. So this is the next, this, this is the next uh, initiative. So um, we have employed Simon Cusack. Uh, Simon Cusack has been on the national team for 10 years. And Simon brings with him a wealth of experience. Um, most importantly, he also uh, has been the, the coach of Bronte and Kate Campbell over the last period um, and has done an amazing job with them. So he's twice been named the Australian Swimming Coach of the Year. A couple of years ago, he was actually um, uh, announced as the Coach of the Year by the Australian Institute of Sport, for, which covers all the Olympic sports. Um, yeah, he has seven Olympic medals, he's got 20-odd world championships, his athletes have kind of won a number of world records too. So he comes with us with a fantastic pedigree. Um, and uh, so coming down, he'll be bringing the girls down obviously to train with him, and we hope that they will start to create um, a squad of more than you know, just the two girls filled with New South Wales athletes who want to go to that next level from age group. Um, one of the challenges that uh, the sport has at the moment is the structure of high performance and um, really breaking away those high performance squads from age group programs. When I grew up, um, you know, uh, every high performance program was attached to an age group program and the head coach was the guy who ran the business or uh, owned the pool or had the lease and he, he was kind of responsible from uh, learn to swim, age group, all the way through to that, that level. And there was that connectivity there. And so as an age group uh, swimmer, I knew what my pathway was if I chose to be on the Australian team or wanted to be an Olympian. Um, somehow in the last decade we've lost that connection and so kids who are swimming at uh, uh, you know Sutherland or swimming at Penrith or uh, in Orange um, when asking their coaches well where do I go to to make the Olympics the answer is not obvious um, it needs to be obvious and so what we're trying to do now is start to connect these pathways for these athletes 
to actually get to uh, the Olympics and, and compete for New South Wales. So we have more than two people on the national team. I'd love a situation where we had half the national team actually sitting and coming out of New South Wales. We've got some work to do. Um, and it's not about buying athletes. This is a long-term strategy uh, that New South Wales Swimming has to try and create these sustainable swimming programs that continually produce high-performance athletes for us um, without losing our uh, understanding of you know, the fun that can be had in the age group programs as well. So when we looked around at a new high-performance program, uh, it was really key for us to find an age group program that would support uh, high performance um, and uh, it wasn't about just putting a head coach on top of an existing program it was really just putting a high performance program beside a successful age group program and hopefully uh, via osmosis or otherwise um, we will start to get that kind of transition of athletes on the way through um, and uh, you know, the, the other piece to this and it's always a struggle uh, is finding pool space so we really needed to find infrastructure partners who could provide us the, you know, the age group kind of pathway, but also really support the ability uh, and the luxury of running a high performance team. And we were very lucky to have two schools on the North Shore uh, that were happy to, to play a part in that. Um, both schools you know, combined have invested 40 or $50 million in uh, infrastructure over the last five years. Um, which has included uh, Olympic-sized pools and really world-class facilities on the North Shore there. Um, so we're very lucky that they're, they're, they're new partners for us and are, and are coming up um, to provide the infrastructure required for that team to actually swim. Um, it's very exciting. Um, the, the other piece to the education, I suppose, Ben, is in looking at the national team and the national members of the, the, the team over the last 18 or 20 years, what, there has been a piece of research by Swimming Australia. Jess Caronis um, actually did a piece of, of research. And what she did was try and work out at what age kids who made not just the national team but medalled at a world championship and an Olympic Games, what age were they actually placed with their coaches? And the average age, surprisingly, for both men and women is about 15 years old. So um, if we're to manage the sport and identify the talent appropriately... If we're asking kids to join a squad or to, um, to start heading down a pathway, I need to have an education kind of solution as part of this. And so it was critical for us when we started to look around that we were able to control the, the education piece so that the next Ariana Titmus, when she you know, pops up out of Tasmania and says, I'd love to, to really make a go of this, um, New South Wales has an option, not just Queensland. And so uh, we hope that this is, the, this is the option that those people will consider and they will choose our state and, uh, and then continue to foster um, you know, fantastic performances and, and bring more kids towards the sport in New South Wales. You talked about this being the third of the centres that um, New South Wales ACT has. Um, is the, does that mean there's some sort of blueprint in place for it? Uh, I can see you've got coach, you've got some very high-profile athletes, yeah. you've got some infrastructure. What else needs to go around one of these things, one of these senses of excellence to really get it to, uh, <coughs> to perform? Um, I think patience with the partners is a key thing. These are not strategic, uh, these are not kind of tactical decisions that we're making. Um, and it's going to take a little bit of time to get through. So the New South Wales Institute of Sport 
um, and you know, new chairman, new CEO uh, are thinking more strategically about how we actually attack it. Uh, at New South Wales Swimming, uh, we're absolutely thinking strategically about how it is. And we just need to encourage you know, the other partners uh, that are part of this, you know, Swimming Australia and others, that this is not a quick fix. Um, the budgets that are allocated are not one and two year type budgets. We need to be thinking much more long term that if we want to create sustainable programs. Um, we may not get it right day one, but what I do have confidence in is that we have the pieces that can be successful and we need to be dynamic in the way in which we assess the directions we're heading. Is there a blueprint? Um, the answer to that is no. Um, the solution that we've popped in the North Shore at the moment um, is something that I think we can replicate in other areas, but it may not be either needed or appropriate. So I think head coach, absolutely key with experience of multiple Olympics um, is essential. Um, you know, the feeding of that coach with fantastic athletes and an understanding by age group coaches that this, their success is actually in the production of athletes that are transitioning uh, into that is, is a piece of cultural work that we need to do. The education piece is more important in Sydney than probably you know, Canberra where there's much more flexibility about you know, how, how and where the, the, the guys can go to school. Um, but it, you know, when we when we step to that next level, partnerships with universities become crucial as well. We we need the kids um, e easily able to understand what tertiary education looks like or career aspirations look like. So finding partners beyond uh, high school is also going to be important for us for all programs going forward. Now earlier on, you spoke about kids in say Orange or Penrith, for example. Is this centre likely to be able to cater to people like that or are you looking at much more, more of a broader programme to support people across uh, broader areas of New South Wales? No, it's not, not closed by any stretch um, to, uh, to people wanting to be part of it. Um, obviously with the infrastructure partners we have in, in uh, Knox uh, Grammar School and Pimble Grammar School, um, there will be a requirement that you know, kids are not competing against those schools um, at the age group level. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm very respectful of the time, effort and, and, uh, and contribution those schools are, are putting into to the sport. Beyond high school, anyone from anywhere is available to, to join that squad. And Swimming Australia have yeah, some very specific rules around who and, and how people kind of can join those programs. Uh, I'm not making those rules. That, that's a Swimming Australia and, and the high-performance team of Swimming Australia that create those rules. Um, I would like to think um, that we will continue to, uh, to find partners who want to be part of something similar. Uh, I'd love, you know, Southern Sydney or Western Sydney to create something similar. I'd love a regional hub as well. Um, but we need to find the partners that are prepared to invest as well and, uh, and, and start to create those, those same type of programs. So at the moment we have three um, and, and three great options. We need more high performance athletes joining those. So we're certainly not at capacity at the moment, but we have to make it easy for this transition piece. And, and that's the part I'm really interested in exploring with this opportunity is how do, how do we make it you know, easy for kids to move from age group to high performance and what does that transition look like and I, what we're trying to do here is to make that transition not I've got to leave mum and dad at home and you know go to Sydney University and maybe train at at Homebush with uh, with Adam out there and it's a very difficult logistical program um, what I would like is uh, hey I move from lane five to lane seven 
you know, and, and stay at home and live with mum and dad, and mum and dad still cook for me, and, 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 uh, and the accommodation piece is sorted. Um, and hopefully, you know, we'll have a, a university partner that's going to be part of this uh, for us going forward as well that's in that local region. So making things simple, making the pathway clear, I think is a great start for us to actually uh, you know, get more kids competing for New South Wales on that national team. So talking about this specific centre on the North Shore, uh, and you talked about selection criteria, is there an application process? Uh, do people apply somewhere? <laughs> how, how, if people are interested, how, how should they uh, yeah. sort of put up their hand and, and find out more about these um, things? They can uh, write a note to, 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 to Swimming New South Wales. Um, Ron McKeon uh, is the representative of SAL and effectively is the the head coach of New South Wales and he's connected into the high performance teams at Swimming Australia. Um, those uh, programs are yeah, very specific, well articulated, well documented and all of the information should be available to anyone that's key. Um, there are criteria and those criteria are quite stringent. Um, it's based on world, world you know, standings at an open level. Um, this is not an age group program that Simon is running, this is really a team that we're trying to promote. Um, you know, podium performances at international meets. Um, saying that, there, you know, there's a number of athletes, uh, I'm sure, that are very close to qualifying for that, and, and uh, Ron um, will be managing those athletes. He, he identifies the talent in New South Wales. He talks to a lot of the coaches um, and watches most of the meets. So he, he's very aware of who the good young kids are that are coming out of this state. Uh, his job now is to make sure they continue beyond year 11 and 12 and into into the programs that we're starting to create for high performance. So just to be clear then, Ron McKeon, Swimming New South Wales, yeah. he's, he's your man. Yeah. Can his, his contact details are on the website, I'm They sure. would be, yep. Yeah. yep. Very good. So all of this kicks off in January, I believe. Yes, um, it's quite a, a move for the guys in Queensland. I'd love to kick it off tomorrow, um, but there's, there's still some logistics to clean up both for them and for us. Um, and it was easy to, to kind of kick off in January. So uh, pretty much January 1, away, away we go with this initiative, which is going to be great. Now, people keep on saying, does this mean we're going to see the Campbell sisters swimming at uh, Swimming New South Wales meets? Well, I hope so. They do already uh, occasionally come down to the state championships, and we're very lucky with the state championships is, uh, is well positioned and is building in uh, momentum, actually. We get a lot of the Australian team coming down and racing. Absolutely, those girls will uh, be part of that if it fits in with their strategy, and, and uh, I can't wait to actually see, see them racing um, uh, for, uh, for New South Wales from January. Fantastic. Yeah, so well, I understand, uh, you know, they'll be part of the N-Swiss um, program and, and supported by N-Swiss as well, which will, be, which will be great. Now, when you were an athlete, you moved from northern New South Wales down to Sydney to train. Um, can you perhaps share a few thoughts or advice you may have for the Campbell sisters about what it's like moving down south to Sydney to train after many years on the national team? Uh, listen, it, it, it's different. Um, I, I came down not knowing very many people. Those, uh, those two girls uh, have friends and, and, uh, uh, and have quite a large network of friends down here as well. Um, so it will be slightly, slightly different for them. Listen, Sydney is a great place. I, I've lived here now for uh, 20, 20, nearly 25 years, I suppose, and I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Uh, it's a great place for opportunity. And uh, as long as you can manage uh, the logistics around where you're working and where you're um, socialising and where you're living, 
um, and understand how the, the city works, the opportunities are immense. And I'm sure part of the reason the girls think it's a great opportunity for them um, is those opportunities now and then beyond swimming are so much greater in New South Wales. So um, they're looking forward to coming down and, and seeing what opportunities they can take advantage of. Well, Chris, thank you very much indeed for sharing your views about this uh, new exciting development. Is there anything else you think we should be covering off before we uh, move on to other subjects? Um, no, not at all. This is, this is the first of, of a number of initiatives that hopefully we'll be talking about over the, the coming 12 months or 24 months. And, and I hope that uh, you know, with some new energy and ideas, uh, we'll be able to, to drive the, the sport forward. Um, I want to say you know, high performance is part of uh, the initiatives that we're going to be driving. Uh, it's an important part, but so is participation, so is engagement, and there'll be initiatives in those areas that you and I will be speaking about, I hope, over the next period as well. That is very exciting news uh, within New South Wales, and uh, we at Swindot Rocks look forward to following that story with interest over the coming weeks and months. So the second part of the interview I had with Chris today, I'm going to hold over till next week. Uh, Chris talks a little bit about his background in swimming, but particularly about um, his vision for Swimming New South Wales and some of the things that he's expecting that um, the organisation is going to get involved with on behalf of its uh, 37,000 members across New South Wales over the coming months and year. So do tune in, same place, same time next week for uh, more information about the future of swimming in New South Wales. Don't forget, uh, if you want to keep in contact with us um, outside this podcast, then do go to our Facebook page, which, believe it or not, is called swim.rocks. Just liking our Facebook page just gives us a bit more energy and enthusiasm to uh, to keep these podcasts running. We also send out the occasional tidbit of things from swimming events that are going on around the state. So it'd be great to hear from you um, via our Facebook page. Well, I think that's it for us this week. Thanks very, very much for joining us. It's great to have you with us. In the meantime, do please stay dry.